Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. From Orange County. I had no idea that was your husband. To New Jersey. I never expected this. Stepping up, stepping up. Get behind the scenes and relive the drama. Don't talk to him. He's a little twerk. All of this is unimportant to me. With exclusive interviews and celebrity guests. Let me tell you something right now. This is Getting Real with the Housewives. Fabulous. Going with the weird fabulous. Now, here is your host. Hey guys, welcome to Getting Real with the Housewives, a Housewives podcast from right here at Us Weekly, where we break down all your latest Housewives news, give you exclusive interviews with your favorite ladies, and dish the dirt on all things Real Housewives related. I'm your host, Christina Garibaldi. And I'm your co-host, Joe Drake. And this week, we sit down with Kyle Richards' daughter, Farah, who tells us what it's like having a reality TV star as a mom. But before we get to all of that, we have to break down this week's episode and get to all of the Housewives news because there's a lot, as always, right, Joe? There is. And, I mean, where do we start this week? I guess let's start at Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because yes, as the weeks go on, it's like nonstop. Denise Richards drama and you know it's unfolding before our eyes we've been waiting for it so you know as we've talked about in previous episodes you know Lisa Rinna what did she call the reunion bullshit (laughs) yeah yeah she pretty much called the reunion bullshit because of this cease and desist that Denise has yes well a source confirmed to us weekly exclusively that Lisa Rinna came for Denise Richards the most which I feel like I can see that coming and I can't wait to see how it went down because with Lisa Rinna saying that about the reunion and in regard to the cease and desist, it makes sense that Lisa wanted to have more of a conversation about the Brandy Denise drama than maybe she was allowed to. Right. Yeah. It's just, and it also like, obviously the um, apology that Lisa made last night or the other night to Denise was kind of BS. <laughs> no, completely. That's what I thought. I was like, this is interesting information to get this week because this week's Beverly Hills episode, Lisa Rinna broke into tears acting, you know, right. saying she didn't want to hurt Denise. It's like, I don't know if we can believe Lisa Rinna now because clearly she, I don't know if she has it out for Denise, but she definitely wants to put all the cards on the table and talk about it openly. And obviously Denise doesn't want to do that in return. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes down on the reunion. But like I said, what we know now from what Lisa Rinna said, it looks like they are not going to be able to go into it in full detail. But as Andy Cohen has promised fans, we will get to hear Brandy's side in what supposedly is a one-on-one between Andy Cohen and Brandy Glanville. So I can't wait. Yeah, that will probably be just as good to watch as the reunion. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. I think more so, maybe. Right, <laughs> um, right. Moving on to Teddy Mellencamp. She has been getting some hate online ever since this whole Denise drama kind of went down. And people are actually wishing harm on her children, which, you know, say what you want about Teddy, but leave the kids out. Yeah, this is ridiculous. I mean, obviously, in Housewives history, they've all sort of kind of like in politics, like you can talk about me, but don't talk about my kids. I guess that's anything, right? Like, don't right. come for people's children. It's just sort of below the belt. Well, as we've discussed last week and in previous episodes, you know, Teddy's daughter had uh, neurosurgery, which is beyond serious. Her poor son fell off his bike and broke his thumb last week. And now people are so annoyed with Teddy because of this Denise drama They're writing some really nasty things on her social media, and it's just not fair. And I do have to say, you know, a lot of my friends are like, Teddy shouldn't have butt into this and should have kept her mouth shut, blah, blah, blah. But like you said, Christina, with regardless of your thoughts of Teddy, leave the kids out of it. But I do think the times I've met Teddy and I feel I think you feel the same. She was so nice and down to earth. So nice. Yeah, she was so nice, down to earth. I mean, You know, she was given this information, like she said, about Denise, and it was on camera, so it was going to come out anyway, so she just told her, and like, you know, maybe she didn't go about doing it the best way, maybe they could have given Denise a heads up, but they're creating a reality show, I mean, they have to create this drama, like, I mean, it wouldn't have been as entertaining for the viewer if let's give Denise a heads up and make sure that she knows exactly what's going to happen. Like that's just not good reality TV. So completely hate on her all you want, but she is making this more exciting this season. And and Teddy even said that on her Instagram post, asking people to back up from her kids. She was like, you want the drama, enjoy the drama and like put it to bed. Like do not let this get out of control and come after me. Like I'm some insane villain. And again, I think you bring up a good point. Brandy Glanville was the one to bring this up, not Teddy Mellencamp. Right. Like, I feel like nobody's like mad at Brandy. I know. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I mean, maybe because Brandy has been kind of removed from the last couple episodes. So, I mean, we hear about her, but we don't see her. Right. I think she's going to be coming back next episode. So, I mean, I'm sure the hate will be spread around for everybody. Absolutely. I think the only thing that we can be upset about with Teddy is the, if people thought she did it in the wrong way, like at dinner, other than that, it's not her. It wasn't, it wasn't brought up from her in the first place. Like we said, Brandy did it. So people need to chill. People need to chill. Please (laughs) do so. Okay. Let's talk about Vicky, the OG from the OC. We haven't talked about her in a while and it seems like she is packing her bags and moving. Yeah. She is selling her home that she's had for years for $3.35 million in Orange County. Um, She bought the five bedroom, five bath home back in the day for 1.1 million. Oh, so she's making a nice little profit. Yeah. And I know, I hope she sells because it's, Mm -hmm. I just saw today, Wendy Williams home was sold, but she didn't make a profit New Jersey. So I wonder if like in this climate with the pandemic and stuff, if, if Vicky is going to make such a profit, because that's quite the jump. It is quite the jump. And and she's jumping from the OC to Mexico. I know. I mean, yeah, she, I mean, maybe she's trying to um, get her own real estate spinoff on um, <laughs> on Bravo. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, that kind of takes us right into I mean, if she wa- needs a realtor, 
she can call up Tamara Judge. <laughs> yeah, because apparently Tamara Judge is getting into real estate. Maybe Vicky and Tamara have this whole like plan to Vicky selling her home and Tamara's getting into real estate. So they want their own spinoff, like million dollar listing meets housewives. Who knows? I I'd watch it. Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the Trace and me. Well, Dos Amigos, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Dos, they're not friends with Shannon totally. anymore. <laughs> they can open their own, own business. Dos Amigos uh, real, est- real estate. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. I would totally watch it. Yeah. I mean, Tamara t- uh, told us that you know, she has wanted that real estate has been her passion for a really long time. Right. She was studying for it while she was pregnant. And now that she's not on the show anymore, she kind of has the time to um, to spend doing real estate. So good for her. Yeah, definitely. And because she got her license back when her daughter was born 14 years ago, it's like might as dust it off and pick it up right. again. She's you know, she's not filming. And as I'm sure we're all aware, real estate is very profitable out there on the West Coast. So you can make a pretty penny getting into that business. Oh, totally. I'm sure she'll do very well. Yes. Okay, uh, let's talk about Leah, one of our, you know, our favorite our new housewives, Leah McSweeney yes. from Real Housewives of New York. Um, she actually spoke to us uh, a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. about diversity on Real Housewives of New York, and she was calling for that. And said that she has spoken to executives about, you know, certain women that she thinks would be great for the role. But she also spoke to Page Six about it as well. Yeah. And saying that they should have a deeper dive into diversity and really show what New York is all about. Right. Yeah. It's a lot of things are interesting about this. First and foremost, the fact that she has being so outspoken with the Black Lives Matter movement is incredible. Mm-hmm. As I'm sure our listeners know, they did a special on Sunday August 9th on Bravo called Race in America, a movement, not a moment with a lot of our favorite Bravo celebrities, including Garcelle, Giselle, um, Toya Bush Harris, Dr. Simone Whitmore from uh, Married to Medicine. And Leah McSweeney was featured and she was one of two Caucasian women. Uh, Bronwyn Mm -hmm. was the other one. And not to say that the other housewives don't necessarily support the movement because I know a lot of them do, but I just want to commend the bravery of Leah and Bronwyn for speaking out because, you know, they don't have the experience as African-American women, but to just be able to be like, no, I want to get on that special and talk about being an ally and supporting this because racism is just not okay. And I I just think it's really great that Leah is sort of taking this moment to do that. And also the flip side of that is Leah being a first time housewife this season, the power that she sort of has as being such a fan favorite to influence the network, to cast certain people to sort of shake up the diversity, I think is wonderful. Yeah, no, I really think she's really done a really great thing with her platform in just such a short amount of time. She's made such a huge difference and yes. I can't wait to see what she does going forward. She's, outspoken she is um you know just kind of keeps it real which i think is really refreshing and really fun so you know how we all feel about leah we love leah so (laughs) kudos to her Um, another woman that is using her voice for good is portia from real housewives of atlanta the new york times did a fabulous profile on her um obviously we know her from the show as being glamorous and being obviously as well outspoken but she's become a really big crusader against police violence, right? Yeah, this is a huge deal. It just sort of goes to show you. I mean, obviously, the the cultural movement in the country right now is extremely serious and important. But on a lighter note, you know, 
the impact that the Real Housewives can have on the culture is something to be reckoned with. And, the, you know, yeah. like you said, Portia Williams and like the New York Times said, she went from this like goofball on a reality show, which she still is. And we love her for that. Yeah. But she is taking that platform and that megaphone and she is getting herself a profile in the New York Times because she is out there fighting against police brutality, talking about Black Lives Matter, talking about black women. Um, so I think it's really great what she's done. I recommend everyone go and check out the profile. It's really well done. She looks fabulous in the photo, too. So there's that. Yeah, she does. Um, she's like full on glam. She looks great. G- gorgeous. And I think, too, um, just watching her grow on the series of Atlanta from when she started, you know, she was sort of this goofy cute girl and it's like she has just blossomed into this sort of wonderful person and i can't wait to see where she takes us next on her journey because i'm really enjoying the good work that she's doing for everyone so yeah totally well we usually don't mix politics with housewives but this week we do this is very exciting right yeah this week we do i'm sure everyone out there has heard unless you've been living under a rock that joe biden announced his vice presidential candidate is kamala harris and she actually has some connections to our gals in potomac so she this is so great i love this i know i love this first of all I just got to say, Kamala Harris would make a great housewife. So there's that she number one. really would. I mean, she, if politics don't work out in the future, like way down the line, yeah. I mean, Potomac will be calling. Yeah, don't do Dancing with the Stars. Do Housewives starring Kamala Harris, okay? Right. Uh, um, but she uh, apparently went to the same sorority as uh, Wendy from Potomac, the new gal on the show, and Giselle yep. Bryant. I love this. Yeah. So funny. This is so great. And then, so they took to Instagram to share their connection. So, and how they went to Howard University and everything like that. So that was really cool. But she actually appeared on Watch What Happens Live, right? Yes. gave us a a tagline because obviously. Yeah. So she is officially our first presidential candidate or someone on a presidential ticket, I should say, that has a tagline. And... Not to be uh, remiss, when Hillary Clinton was on Watch What Happens Live, she had already lost the election. She was on promoting her book and some other things with Andy. And she gave her tagline, which at the time was, and I guess still is, quote, I'm neither as good or as bad as some people say, which was pretty good. But I do have to say that Kamala Harris's tagline is great. And I'm not even going to try to do it justice. Let's listen and then we can talk about it. I'll give you my opinion, but my beliefs are never up for debate. I enjoyed this one. This is a good one. Yeah, this is a good one. I think, you know what I find interesting between Kamala's and Hillary's is, you know that there's some staff member that's like us, that's like a Bravo fan or a Housewives fanatic. And they're like, we have to write you a tagline, especially if you're going on right. Andy's show. Like, you have to come prepared to do that because you know that he, uh, he's going to ask for it. Oh, of course. He's yeah. always going to ask for it. Going to put you on the spot. So you better be, be prepared. And she was. Absolutely. So super excited about that. So like we said, you're always welcome to put to Potomac if it doesn't work out. Of course. Okay. Moving on to our clip of the week. Clip. 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 Kamala's tagline was our mini clip of the week. But I think the our major clip of the week has got to go to... Denise Richards, who is continuing to struggle with the so-called mean girls of Beverly Hills, as she calls them. And 
what did she do? She just walked right off. Let's take a listen. This has been probably the worst trip I've ever been on in my entire life. That is the truth. I don't deserve this. And you know that. Who do you feel attacked? And I did not Wait, attack you. Have, you have not attacked me? You drag in Brandy. That's not cool. And you know what? It has gotten to the point. This is the God's honest truth where it is mean girls. No. I need to get my car. Wow. Well, oh, Denise. Yeah. Well, but not surprising. Not, not surprising. What, what not. was actually more surprising is that she came back. Yeah, it was because I wasn't sure because didn't we find out that she actually does. She stops filming with them at some point. She does stop filming, but obviously she's back because she's been doing confessionals from her home. We did right. get reporting that she was going to come back. But this has to happen in the next couple episodes. I mean, I feel like they would have teased that um, coming up. Right. But yeah, so the producer kind of stepped in and was like, you know what, I think it's going to be beneficial if you return and kind of hear everybody's side of the story, tell your side of the story. And she did, and they actually ended up having what probably will be the last nice meal of this season. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel bad because I do think, as Denise said this week, it's been the worst trip of her life. I mean, yeah. she flew to Italy to be bombarded by these women about a so-called lesbian affair she may or may not have had. It's like, give it up. And Christina, I don't know how you feel, but I do think they're kind of being mean girls. I mean, I do a little bit. It's like, let it go. I mean, what? if she wanted, it's her life. And if that's what she wanted to do, like, fine, who cares? Right. Like if it's not like affecting her relationship with her husband and if, you know, she, I don't know, it's her, she's a grown woman. Yeah. She can make her own decisions. Right. Like it's, just let it go. Drop it. I don't know if the, I don't I can't tell if like there are they more mad that like sh that Denise was saying something about them or that she hooked up with Brandy or that they think that she's a lie. Like, I don't understand what they're so mad about. No, I you know. Yeah, that's such a good point, because I don't either. It's like it doesn't seem like they're mad about what she may or may not have said about them to Brandy. Like that right. doesn't even seem like the focal point, obviously, of the conversation. It's all really about Brandy and Denise. And to be perfectly honest, I think these women in Beverly Hills really know how to, I guess, produce their own drama, for lack of a better term. So right. they know that this Brandy Denise thing is going to be ratings gold, especially since we are without Lisa Vanderpump this season. So mm -hmm. I think they know, keep bringing it up, keep asking Denise, like they know what they're doing, even though they're never going to admit to us that they do. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And it's also, but it's like, like we just said, like, Get off of it. Like, Get it's off not of your it. business. Yeah. I, you, you guys shouldn't care who I hook up with and who I don't hook up with. But I also feel like Denise could have just put this to bed. Right. Episodes ago, if she was like, yeah, I did it. Oh, 100%. It would be you the know, best. I'd be like, that's it. We're done. I mean, maybe, maybe she does feel like if it did happen, it would probably cause a big problem with her marriage. Who knows? Right. But um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. I, this whole thing is just so messy and it gets messier it's by the week. So messy. I just think it's these the other housewives are quite literally beating a dead horse with this because it's, you know, we're not really going to find out the truth. And like we talked about at the beginning of this episode, you know, with the cease and desist, we're not going to really get the answers we want at the reunion. It'll be interesting to see how no. they hash it out. But this may be one of those housewife stories that we never get to the truth. Get the and I think we all need yeah. to accept it. And the rest of the ladies of Beverly Hills need to accept it, too. <laughs> yep. 
All right, we all got to move on. Yeah. And that's what we're going to do right now. Let's go yes. to Who's Being Such a Liar, Camille. You're such a f***ing liar, Camille. Oh, all right. All right. Christina, you go first this week. Okay, so we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but my liar has to go to Lisa because I don't believe that apology for a second. I mean, those were some crocodile tears if I've ever seen one in my life. No, completely. And you could almost sense her like she was like, trying to will herself to keep crying more. And even Denise was looking at her like, really, bitch? <laughs> right. Like, come on. It's like, we know you're an actress. You were, I, I oh, feel right. like you were acting. Totally. In this, uh, I feel like you were acting in this scenario. And, you know, and I, I do, what I do agree with is I, I think she is being a bad friend to Denise. I think that she kind of throws her under the bus whenever she gets a chance to. Right. And, you know, Lisa is just one that kind of stirs the pot all the time. And, but she also knows what makes great TV. So I think that's why she kind of does it. Right. Um, but I, I really, I don't believe that apology at all. I thought the way that Denise handled it was so great because rather than you, cause you know, when someone starts crying, when you're in an argument with them, I think some people do it so that the other person is like, oh, don't cry. I'm sorry. Denise was like stone cold and was like, well, then stop with your bullshit, Lisa. Like she didn't give right. in to the tears and the sadness. She was like, OK, you can sit there and cry. But if you want to be a good friend, you'll stop A, B and C. And I mm, thought that was totally. handled really well. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. All right. Who is your liar? My liar has got to go. We've talked about this before because she's sort of been struggling this season. Last night, Dorinda didn't seem to understand when the likes of Ramona, Sonia and Luann called her out for taking a phone call at the table. Granted, it was her daughter, Hannah, calling. So totally understand when, you know, a family member, let alone your child calls, you answer. But she took it on speakerphone and was like talking loudly. And the women were like, hello, get up and walk away from the table. Right. And it was just so hypocritical. And Dorinda, if you're listening, you know, I love you. However, that morning, that same morning, Sonia was trying to work on invitations for her yeah. Century 21 launch. And Leah was working on some business of herself and brought her laptop to the breakfast table. They weren't on speaker. They were just kind of typing on their devices and minding their own business and Dorinda acted like they were ruining breakfast. So yeah, you know, three, three, four, five hours later at lunch, when Dorinda's taking the call, they were like, do you not see how this is hypocritical? And Dorinda just turned it around and started yelling at Ramona. The whole thing was just kind of weird and messy and hypocritical in my opinion. It really was. Yeah. It's like, you can't have it both ways. No. You can't do it your way and then yell at somebody else for doing the same thing. So, oh, Dorinda, she's not having the best of seasons. No. But we still love you. We still love her. Oh, yeah. All right, who's going to check us, boo? Who's going to check me, boo? My check me, boo moment of the week has got to be the fact that they pushed the Real Housewives of Potomac to start later in the year because... Now that we're dwindling in our episodes of New York and Beverly Hills, I'm just really glad that we have Potomac to look forward to because we are only two episodes in and it just started getting good with the last 10 minutes of this past Sunday with Ashley yes. and Candace sort of rehashing mm -hmm. their beef at the table. So I just can't wait for things to unfold because we are in for it with these ladies. Oh, totally. I cannot wait. I feel like we've, we've said this before that it's like, 
the most underrated yes. uh, Housewives, but it should be like, everybody should be watching this one because it's so fantastic. Absolutely. I can't wait for this season to happen because I think everyone is really going to figure out, especially since we're all like stuck inside and there's not much to do. I think a lot of people, I hope, will give Potomac a chance and then be like, what was I waiting on? <laughs> this right. is amazing. Yep. So Where has this been all my life? Totally. <laughs> Who was your check me boo moment of the week? Mine was, I loved when the ladies of Beverly Hills were like, I need to go to church. I need, get me to the Vatican immediately. Yeah, like, um, what? I feel like, I feel like these ladies <laughs> need a lot more than church to oh, uh-huh. kind of cleanse them of their sins. I just thought it was so funny because Lisa Renna was so dramatic. Be like, uh, where's the Pope? I need to see the Pope. <laughs> and then they get to the Vatican and they can't even go in because they didn't buy tickets. No, it was the Which best. I just thought was really funny. I thought that was great. I thought it was a funny moment. I loved it. I mean, clearly no one yeah. can check us in saying that the Beverly Hills ladies indeed need more than church. <laughs> yes, totally. All right, well, this brings us to our interview of the week. We caught up with Kyle's daughter, Farah, who told us all about what it's like having her mom being a star of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and she told us all about her future career in real estate. Well, Farah, thank you so much for taking some time out to speak with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you guys. So we're going to talk all about you, all about real estate, a little bit of housewives. Um, So let's kind of dive right in. I know that you are a fabulous real estate agent, so tell us how you first fell in love with real estate. I've been in love with real estate since I was a little girl. Um, I five, six, seven years old, I would always ask my parents to take me to open houses actually. And uh, I, I know I lay like the back of my hand. So uh, I love homes. I, I love all the different neighborhoods in LA. And I was always interested in architecture and decor and design, but I really didn't think about it as an actual career until after college. And uh, when Mauricio told me that we were opening the agency, I was like, oh my God, this is perfect timing. I'm right out of college. We're opening a family business. I get to work with my family and, you know, watch the company grow from one office to multiple offices. So everything kind of came together and it just really made sense. Definitely. I I love that. So what is that like mixing business with family? Is it good or I can imagine there may may be some times where it's not so good? (laughs) Mostly it's great. Um, luckily our family, we get along so well. And actually my sister now just joined us just over a year ago. Oh, so nice. she's working on the team. And then Mauricio's dad, my step grandfather, if you will, he has also been working with us since I've, since I started. So we are a total family unit and we all get along so great. And there's, there's no drama only time when uh, it can be a little annoying is like right now my whole family is in Aspen and we have an office <laughs> now and they're all there. They're working from there and they're like, come on, you know, come join us. Like, you know, are you going to stay in L.A. Whole, the whole summer? And I'm like, I have to hold down the fort. Somebody has to be here. <laughs> right. Um, now you're selling your parents home and Teddy's home. Is that correct? I am. Yes, oh. I am. How's that been going? <laughs> it's great. It's great. We uh, we have a, a lot of activity because of how low inventory, how, how much low inventory there is in LA and the demand of buyers coming here and local buyers moving around. So it's been super crazy when we put put Teddy's house on the market. Um, I was, I, I mean, I've never had so many inquiries on a property and um, it, we're in escrow right now. So that's great news. Oh, good. And, yeah. And also in my mom's house and Mauricio's house. Uh, I didn't grow up in that house, but that was a great, great house. We had many, 
amazing white parties there. It was on the show a lot. Um, and we're getting a lot of inquiries on that too. So I think both of these houses should be gone relatively quickly. So they'll be happy. Yes, they will. Definitely. Absolutely. Well, speaking of the show and all the wonderful things we've seen at that house, what's your take on this season? I mean, it has been quite the interesting, um, it has been quite Yeah, I'm at a loss of words. <laughs> I know. And it's funny because, yes, you know, my mom's on the show. I know all these ladies, but I'm still watching as a viewer and biting my nails, too. And I'm like, my mom is so expressive with her faces and I'm the same way. So I'm like <laughs> hiding under the pillow. Um, and it is it is crazy. Um, but I mean, it's very entertaining. That's for sure. And there's a yes. lot of aspects to it when these things happen. It's you're entertained, but you also really feel, feel for people. And then, you know, if you think of the big picture, you also understand, you know, what's kind of happening behind the scenes or why they have to talk about certain things. Mm-hmm. Right. So you kind of have to, you know, from all different kind of angles, I have different sentiments about it. I'm sure. Does your mom fill you in? Does she like fill you in on the drama before it airs? Like, so do you know like what's happening months in advance? No, not. I mean, sometimes. Yes. I mean, I, I knew what was going to go down in Rome, but she just, Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, we no, it's not like I'm calling my mom, like, tell me everything that's going to happen before I want to (laughs) know. For the most part, I mean, this is, by the time my mom's done filming these episodes and we're hanging out as a family, like she is clocked out, you know, she doesn't want to talk about the show really. I mean, of course I can ask her, um, you know, what's going on behind the scenes if I want to, and she'll tell me, but for the most part, you know, she likes to separate the show. It's draining. I mean, it's fun. I'm sure, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure when she's done, she just wants to turn it off. Yeah. Because there's a, a lot, it's, there's a lot they have to talk about and it looks glitzy and glam and even though they're having arguments but if you think about with all the cameras there and how many hours it's going on i mean they're exhausted these ladies so mm, i bet um, yeah but the, the the show is it's so much fun too the fun parts and when you know if you saw the episode on wednesday just my mom and dorit and those little Oh my God, that was hilarious. I loved it. Well, I got to ask though, since you are a fan and you do watch, excuse me, are you team Denise or are you team Brandy? I am not team either. Okay. I don't know what's happening next. Right. Right. um, And I don't know either of them really that well. Okay. So I, and I, Yes. So I, I don't have a, I'm not team either yet. We will see. We will okay. see. Just to wait and yes. see. Is there anything over the years that your mom and Mauricio have done on the show that has completely embarrassed you and your sisters? Mm, not for the most part. No. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously there have been times where family drama has come up. And of course, you know, those are the moments where the spotlights then turns on you. And you wish certain things, you know, didn't come out, but it's kind of, you know, it's real life. It's part of being on the show and um, things get resolved and you kind of forget about it. But for as term in terms of embarrassing, no, I don't think so. Maybe little yeah. things here and there, but for the most part, no. Yeah. What are the, some of those things that you wish weren't brought up or should we just move on from them? <laughs> we should just move on from them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like this show has changed your mom's relationship with Mauricio at all? Or do you think that it actually made them stronger as a couple? 
definitely has made them stronger, 100%. Mm-hmm. They are just the cutest, honestly. And they have set such a great example for couples, married couples, you know, people in relationships, because they truly are a team. And, you know, through the show, I think it just makes them appreciate their time together even more um, because they're both so busy and he's running a whole company and one of the top agents in the country. And she has so many obligations. So when they are, you know, they, they try to spend a lot of time together and they really appreciate their time together. So I definitely think it's made them stronger. Absolutely. Definitely. Would you join the show as a full-time cast member? I feel like we need a, a, a full-time mother-daughter oh duo. <laughs> yes. That would, be fun. <laughs> that would be really fun. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but right. yeah, you really have to have grit, you know, to deal yes. with these situations. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed to it maybe one day. That would Has be that fun. ever come up in conversation or anything like that? Not, no, not really yet. No. Mm-hmm. But Give it a you never know. Never yeah. know. Yes. <laughs> Have you and Mauricio ever talked about doing like a real estate show? Because I know everybody is kind of obsessed right now with selling Sunset. So mm-hmm. has that ever been a conversation that maybe you guys would turn, you know, the agency into a, a reality show, a spinoff show? I think it's been a conversation over the years here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's just hard to juggle all these things because this job really is a 24 seven pretty much seven days a week job. And then, you know, my mom's already on a show and then we mm-hmm. have James and David in our office. They're on million dollar listing and I absolutely right. adore them by the way. So we already have cameras in our office all the time, right. all the time pretty much. Right. And filming a real estate show, even though yes, you know, technically there's just following you around with your deals. It's really not that simple because you have a lot of clients. They don't want to be on TV. They don't want you Mm -hmm. to talk about their properties. So, um, there's definitely more, I think, production that goes into it. And I don't know how we would make the time, but I I think that's also something that's not out of the question and, and could possibly happen. I don't know that we would necessarily be, you know, we might have some agents in our office that might be like full-time and we might pop in and out, but we'll see. We'll see if the right thing come, you know, comes across the table and makes sense. I'm sure we would do it. Definitely. Well, I I would be watching. I think it would be great. (laughs) That's crazy. I mean, not only the real estate porn and people love houses, especially in LA luxury market, but also, you know, I think people love watching how people negotiate contracts and how the deals get so crazy. I mean, their deals are never easy. So, but at the same time, and then you also have the agents and just people because, you know, at the end of the day, we're all just people and just the, the kind of the drama people love that, of course, right. Um, You know, what's happening with this person and that person in the office who's, you know, with who and all the, all this kind of stuff. So there's that element too. So, I mean, Definitely makes for good TV, these kinds of shows. Absolutely. Well, Farah, thank you so much for spending some time and speaking with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was so nice chatting with you guys. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your summer in quarantine or whatever. You too. Yes. (laughs) Thank you you so much. Bye, guys. All right, bye. bye. It must be so much fun to have Kyle as your mom. I know. I always wonder what it would be like to have a housewife's or a, a, I guess I should say a real housewife as a mom, because 
totally. We, we don't have that, you and I. I mean, I'm grateful to not have that. I do have to be honest. Right. But like, I secretly wonder what that would be like for some of these people, especially now, like Farah, like Dorinda's daughter, Hannah. A lot of them have grown adult women as daughters now. Yeah. And that must be an interesting experience being like, yeah, my mom's one of the housewives. <laughs> right. Yes. My mom airs all of our dirty laundry right. on national television. Right. So you know everything about me. Um, but big thanks to Farrah for taking some time out to speak with yes. us. Yes. Well, Joe, that is it for this week's episode of Getting Real with the Housewives. All right. Another week, another great three franchises of Housewives. You know what I love now is that we wrap this on Fridays. So you guys can all listen to this. And then just two days, we have Potomac airing on Sunday night. Uh, so it gets us right in, gets us right into the week. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Great way to kick off the weekend. Yes. Well, Joe, thank you so much as always. Yes. All right. Well, if you need any of your Housewives news after you listen to this podcast, make sure you head on over to usmagazine.com where we have got you covered and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>